Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about tons of news, really. We'll be talking about WandaVision at the end of the episode. Uh, We'll be giving all of our thoughts on those first two episodes. We're going to be talking about the Flora and Unices trailer. We'll be talking about those series and stuff that's been announced this week. There's been quite a lot of bits and pieces. But before we get into any of that, just a quick bit of housekeeping. So first, if you haven't already done so, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. You can keep up with all of our latest videos. You can also subscribe on all the different audio platforms as well for the podcast. And coming up in the next few weeks, we've got some uh, retro reviews where I did with Jeremy and uh, patrons get access to them a little bit earlier than everybody else. Speaking of patrons, just want to big a huge shout out to all of our supporters. Um, first off, huge thank you to Sarah, who is our executive producer level, and for all of her support. Also for our Diamond members and Gold members, including Andrew, Jamie, Jacob, um, Andrew, Chris, Darren, The Juice, Lester. Uh, we've also got Lauren, what's on Netflix, while on YouTube. Uh, memberships as well, which you can join as well. And um, for our Golden Diamond members, we've got and Met, Dawn, David, Bad Dog Gamer, Martin, Adam, Jeremy, Joshua, and Sarah again. So again, a huge thank you for all of your support. Readers really make a massive difference in keeping all of this stuff going. So big thank you. Right, let's jump into it. So let's start off with. It was one of those things. There was a lot of news this week. There was an absolute load of it. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff from last week that they pushed over, but also just lots of everyone getting back to work after the holidays, lots of deals being done, lots of stuff happening, lots of stuff being revealed. So let's jump into it. We had our first kind of, I wouldn't say our first big trailer of the year. Flora and Ulysses was revealed. Now we did kind of get a sneak peek at this at the Investors Day, but now it was out for everyone to watch. James, what did you think of that trailer? I thought it was pretty cute, actually. Uh, it looked pretty entertaining. I, I went into it with no expectations and came out of it going, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this when it pops down next month. Yeah, and I think I think what I liked about it, because it's kind of like the, the tongue-in-cheek kind of superhero tie-in. You know, we had the Captain Marvel kind of uh, cross-synergy thing, which I quite like the look of. But I just like the whole idea of this super-powered squirrel and it's doing the doing the deadpool kind of a uh, superhero landing and you know and then playing up on that and um the kid just seemed to be just like full of energy full of enthusiasm and i kind of watched that one actually that would be a movie that i don't that you could you could have seen could have gone to cinemas it it gave off the vibe of it being a, a movie uh, something that you would see but it's again perfect stuff for disney plus great i think that's gonna be a nice addition for um february um yeah, I, I kind of and I was I was chuckling and I was going, oh, that'd, that'd be nice. I could do, we could do with a good movie with some laughs. Yeah, certainly uh, lighthearted, and as you mentioned, the the main actor, uh, the child actor, mm. has a lot of energy, which can go wrong in movies, kind of get annoying. Yeah. But I think she actually managed to find a pretty good balance there of being energetic and exciting. Kind of got that Miss Marvel. Um, mm. I'm so excited to be here and I enjoy this kind of thing, but not straying into the, just, just calm down kid. Please. Yeah. yeah so. It looks good. Um, just lots of funny moments and stuff. You know, we're going to have the, the stereotypical villain, which obviously is the, uh, the, uh, the, the animal catcher, which I have never seen an animal catcher in my life. I don't know. I don't know how, if you guys have them just roaming the streets constantly in the U S if you have a manager problem, but I, <laughs> I think the only streets they roam are downtown Disney, but maybe not now actually. No. Um, I actually, I have seen animal control, but that's also cause I live kind of on the border area that starts getting into the, 
to the more um, wildernessy part yeah. of Colorado. So I've definitely seen them out there kind of keeping uh, coyotes and, and things like that uh, from getting too far into the city, but it's still rare. Very, very rare. Yeah. And to be honest, the price of dogs right now, you, you, no one's letting them anywhere and letting them loose. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, so that trailer looks fantastic. So that'll be arriving on February the 19th on Disney plus. So that one's pretty cool. Just revealed yesterday. Um, Myth, A Frozen Tale is going to be coming to Disney Plus on um, February the 26th this is a virtual reality game kind of interactive movie thing that got released on the Oculus Rift last year um, around the time that Frozen 2 came out um, they're going to be turning it into they've turned it into a 2D effect and it'll be coming to Disney Plus um, it's done by the same guy that did Cycles that was a VR game or VR experience that they turned onto that short experience so again, well, that's um, short circuit last year um, where they're in the house and everything was moving around them. So that's done by the same guy that did that. So um, I'm looking forward to this one because I really enjoyed that one. I mean, the effects can be a little bit, it'll be funny how this works, but I think with frozen, they're going to be a little bit more polished because they, but I think that one sounds quite interesting. More polished and smoother. Because uh, the, the target audience for this is obviously a bit younger than the short yeah. circuit audience was as well. Um, should be entertaining, should be nice little filler, maybe a, a little uh, more meat to it than what we got last week with the the, the Marvel um, I don't know, Marvel Legends, that's what it's called. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't expect too much more than that. This is mostly a kind of a lore mm. uh, experience, I guess, Yeah, what it sounded like. Yeah, I mean, we should be hopefully getting the February list um, coming through next week. Normally it drops around about the fifteenth, but with one division that was kind of taking up all the all the noise. So I'm expecting it next week. Um, hopefully at some point in the next few days or next week, we will get some information on what will be coming to Disney Plus internationally because that's a lot more interesting this month with the addition of Star. They might hope it's, it could it could be quite fun when that one drops. Um, we also um, this week Disney launched a brand new kind of initiative short thing they're doing on the high school musical the musical the series instagram page where they're doing each wednesday releasing a little video of like a face call between two of the characters getting us all warmed up for the upcoming series now i'm going to be thinking if they're doing this this is generally a sign that the series isn't too far away and they're hyping up their audience in a, a different way than they would do with you know it's a different audience to this to the marvel and star wars and so they're applying a different strategy so very high yeah, i mean i mean it's like looking at these video calls and going yeah that, that doesn't look like a normal um quality that's a very high quality bit picture at both ends for um, a video call but generally yeah this is the hype for high school music of the season season two i completely missed this also i yeah. don't have instagram so i don't think i'd even be able to watch it anyway um but just to be clear it's yeah. the characters that are talking, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's, it's, not, it's all, yeah, it's all in, it's all in character. It's in universe or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. I, I like that as a marketing idea. It's, it's not overtly an ad though, still clearly an yeah. ad, but you get to have a little fun with it. So, yeah. So that, so uh, that's kind of, so hopefully that will be dropping at some point pretty soon. If they're, my view is if they're already kind of do it, this is a build up to, to build some excitement for the series. So that's pretty cool. We also, um, got some other bits pieces this week including the muppets teased something on social media this week saying calling all muppet fans get ready for a major and important muppet announcement coming soon 
What is it? We have no idea. Now, this has instantly got everyone hyped up. Lots of expectations, depending on who you're talking to. You know, we've had, they're making a video game. They're making a movie. They're making, they're bringing their Muppet show all to Disney+. Plus. There's new Muppet. And there's going, it's probably the second half of Muppets now. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was my initial yeah. thought was, no, oh, it's season two or, or part two of season one of Muppets now. But it is ambiguous. There are a number of things it could be. I certainly would not be uh, upset if it was an announcement of bringing some of the older content uh, back onto the, the service, Muppet Show. Um, Muppet Show earlier. is probably... Yeah, it's probably one of the most requested things I've seen on there. Mm -hmm. But also, they have got some issues with licensing. So if they can edit out some of the songs that they've got problems with, the rest of the show could all fix. I think if they were able to drop the entire Muppet show, the original like classic series, be a massive win for the nostalgia thing that we need on Disney Plus because it's been a bit lacking. I also wouldn't be at all surprised if we did get some more Muppets now. And what they, because I think what they did last summer, and you can see it very clearly now was all their summer shows that they had, they split they split the seasons. Earth to Ned and um, Mighty and was um the big fib. Those came out after we'd all got into the pandemic. So they kept some stuff back for the winter if they weren't filming again. You can and I just wouldn't be at all because we only got six episodes of Muppets now. And I can't help but think like, yeah, that would have that would make sense as well. Be a nice little filler for for February. And so that's that's my two guesses, but there could be anything. There could be a comic book. I don't know. It, it could. It, it's. I always say, and I said to a few people, like, expect little to nothing, and be excited if it's something good. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's, it was. I think like Tom Holland put up, you know, like excited for tomorrow's, because that got everybody hyped up. You know, Spider Man trailer, Uncharted trailer. That was Cherry. And it's like sometimes you've got to manage expectations and so it's hyping it hopefully we'll find out soon enough um it also again that theory of mine of going mm, you're just teasing this just before the february um drop gets announced that would be make sense for next week so that was that was my guess that uh, it continues to be my guess uh, and also there were a lot of muppets that were missing in the first half of muppets now or we only saw brief little bits of because mm. it was pretty much dominated by mrs piggy and mm. Kermit with uh, Beaker and Honeydew and so forth, getting a little bits, but there, there's a whole bunch of Muppets who got little to no screen time and we'd love to see more of them. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get that information next week. Um, we've got a new series um, coming to Disney Plus called First Gem, being created by um, Oprah Winfrey's company. It's being written and directed by Yvonne Orji, who is actually, it's based on her personal experiences growing up as a Nigerian immigrant in America. As a child, she's caught between trying to honor her parents and culture while simultaneously trying to assemble into American life. So we've got um, a comedy series, um, this could be a while off yet, but it's nice to see, you know, after all of those investor day stuff that, you know, the, the train is still full steam ahead. Um, on the same note, we've also got another movie coming to Disney plus called crater, which um, is going to be uh, basically set on a moon Connolly. And it's a, a coming of age story in the vein of stand by me, where after the death of a father, a boy growing up on this lunar uh, mining Connolly, takes a trip to a mysterious crater along with his four best friends, triad and being permanently relocated to another planet. So it's like, okay, we got a space, space stand by me. 
Goonies or a Space Goonies or something like that. Um, it's like, okay, that's definitely a bit different and different location. Um, really depends on the tone. I mean, I could be like, the tone of that story can be very different. You know, you could turn it into a horror story or you can turn it into a lot of fun, depending on how what's in that crater. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different different yeah. angles you can go with that, and it and it adds more variety to the Disney Plus lineup or, mm. or the Star lineup, depending on how you want to view it. But uh, not everything is going to be Marvel and uh, Star Wars and Muppets, so. Uh, it yeah, sounds we, yeah. like it sounds like an interesting premise. We don't know enough to really judge mm. yet. Um, also, um, Ben Affleck is making a new movie, uh, Keeper of the Lost Cities. Which I, don't know, I think it's probably more likely going to be released at cinemas. That's um, again a fantasy book about a kid that's got um, telekinesis and all this. So that that could be a, a nice, fun movie. Um, John M. Chu is stepping down as a director of the Disney Plus Willow series. Um, is the, they're having a baby this summer, so they're busy. And with the lockdowns here in the UK, production's all completely shut down in Wales, and so therefore it's just been delayed. So he can't. I think it's I think it's pushed the production into when they were going to have a baby. So somebody else is going to step in. So the series that is still carrying on, just without him. Um, Ron Howard and everyone's still involved in it, but. Sad to see, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad the show is still carrying on. Because, um, but I'm thinking, ooh, if they're already now um, kind of going into those issues, that's always a problem. Although I, I would say having a kid is a pretty good excuse to to take yeah. some time off, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, literally just saw this. Um, this is my mum sent me this message. Um, apparently, in the UK, there is a village where they've now turned the entire set nearby near them it's been turned into the obi-wan kenobi star wars set it's an actual village they built this town of obviously they've built um tatooine why they build it in a village in england i don't know um but for all the outside set it's all been and all the villagers are all upset that we're going to have this going to be there for years as a star wars set and all the noises and all the explosions and stuff and i'm like I really want them just to keep sending stormtroopers down to the local co-op just to um, collect stuff all dressed up. <laughs> I'd, I'd be curious if it's a set that gets continual use because there's only so much mileage you can get out of tattooing at this point. But the kind of thing where you could use this set as a tourist attraction, kind of like um, mm. New Zealand has Hobbit Town, uh, it's pretty, that it's, kind of thing. It's, it's pretty good, but also um, they can. It depends on others. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing as well. You know, you've got the Rogue One series that they're doing. You know, as much as they're doing as much as they can in the volume, you know, if they can, they still need to use the odd sets and stuff because the Mandalorian, they do it as well. Um, we've got the Acolyte as well. You know, we've got all, we've got Lando. We've got all these other series going on. So in some ways, it, you know, it's that thing of, is it cheaper to fly, you know, you know, the Mandalorian guys over to film in that set and then fly them back, then build a new set. If, you know, if they need to go to a different planet, you know, they could do that too, just as a, an idea. I hope they let... Tatooine rest a little bit. After well, I don't know necessarily. Ta- I don't know if necessarily. I can't fair, imagine. Fair. Really, I can, I'm not sure entirely if it's Tatooine because it's not exactly the driest of um, places. <laughs> um, at the it minute. only has to look dry on film. Yes, so that that's pretty cool. And um, we've also got some other news on the brand new Doogie Howser MD series. Um, a couple of people have been cast, including Peyton Elizabeth Lee is going to be the lead. As uh, she's going to be playing Doogie, and I'm going to try and pronounce this right, Kamala Aloha. Um, that's going to be the name of the series. Um, 
so I think that's a good role for her. I think that's you know a lead role just as you know she did Annie Mac, and then she's gone on to do Secret Society of the Second Born Royals. A um, little bit of pushback on the fact that they didn't get someone who was Hawaiian to do it, um, but you know there's that's actually down, down to their choice. But I do think she, I do think that's a strong role for her, and she's kind of in some ways an established name for Disney. They probably you know she's they worked with her, they know what she's like. Um, and so, yeah, that's interesting to see with this one. And that's supposed to be filming in Hawaii um, soon, so not really a lot of special effects. So maybe we might see this end of the year, beginning of next year. Yeah, when they announced her, I was like, where do I know her from? It's like, oh, yeah, Secret Society, Second More Now, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird show. I know people are complaining about she's not Hawaiian, mm-hmm. but, I mean, her mother in the series is a, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. spitfire Irish mother, yeah. Uh, so we're not exactly starting yeah. with traditional uh, yeah. Hawaiian to begin with, but that I'm still just stuck on that Spitfire Irish mother. It's like, yeah, how, how stereotypical. Do you get? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so many lucky charms. <laughs> yeah, I think the the only thing they go further is if they made her a leprechaun. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I want some Guinness? Um, yeah. So m- for moving on. Uh, uh, Moving on from there, we've got some lots of Marvel news came out this week. Um, with them all being on the PR trail for WandaVision, uh, Kevin Feige has been doing tons of interviews, loads of stuff coming out. You know, he's been talking about um, DVD sales of, and or Blu-rays of like not coming out. The show's not coming out with people asking for it, and he's like, "Oh, mm, is the Mandalorian out on Blu-ray? No." Then you just need to take up a Disney Plus subscription at a low monthly cost, and they kind of brushed it off as a Unfortunately, as much as, you know, it's that situation of those sales are dropping, you know, and people aren't buying them in the same way. The whole point of these series is to get people to subscribe. I still, however, think eventually they will release them maybe like two, three years later just to kind of get a little bit of extra clawback on it. Yeah, uh, it makes sense for them to release it at some point. Even Netflix releases the vast majority of their originals on Mm. on Blu-ray at this point. Um, When it'll happen... I don't know, but it, you know, you give it a, a nice trade dress, looks good on the shelf. A lot of people like having those those trophies, as it were, and especially if you do like a special edition with, I don't know, an action figure or uh, you know, yeah. some collectible items. Yeah. As someone that used to have thousands of Blu-rays and DVDs, and you know, I used to collect videos since I was a kid. You know, I have had bookshelves full of movies. I mean, if it'd gone back like two about five, ten years ago, I could have filled this entire thing up with movies that I've had. Moving house five times, and how many times they just stayed in boxes, and two years at an in-laws with, with no room, I appreciated then that I actually didn't need them anymore. But that's why I went all in on streaming, was because I was like, yeah. And I was, that was, again, a physical reason forced me to stop use and you know that thing of no longer having them was like i actually haven't used them for three years i don't need them and that was the that was the a eureka moment for me was like yeah that's why you know i went you know all in on streaming and then i realized it was like like i said once disney plus came along it's like most of the movies i've got on blu-rays are there that was, yeah, that was so- probably say, i'd probably say that was like nearly like you know, I mean, my everything, especially now, the only things I've got in boxes in the cupboard are all the Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney movies. That's the most of my entire physical collection. It's like they are all on pretty much 
on there. And then I, 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 yeah, the idea of even trying to pull a movie out and I had to watch like the incredible Hulk and be like, I'll just wait. <laughs> For me, it was, it was books. Cause I moved mm. a lot over the last uh, decade actually. And the books and comics were the things that got converted to digital very quickly. Cause like books are so hard to move with. And yeah, I did it with, I did it with books. Cause I only tend to read books on holidays. So when we went away about two, three years ago, we were on a two week trip out to the Caribbean and I ended up taking like six Star Wars books, novels with me. And they're all like this big, I'm like the whole of the top end. And like, and that takes up like nearly like three kilos in my bag. It's like my next time I'm going on holiday, I'm buying a Kindle. Cause like, I'm only, I don't, I'm not, a, a, I don't read all. So then on my next holiday, I just had this little Kindle and then one spare backup book. <laughs> <laughs> so take one just in case <laughs> yeah for me it was the comics i had thousands of comics and eventually i was like i can't keep moving with these mm. I'm, I'm not really reading them so i opened the comiXology account uh and I, I filled that sucker up with with all the comics that i knew i'd want to read again and, and new comics as they were coming out they all fit on my kindle uh kindle fire in this case i'm just like cool yeah. got thousands of comics on this not carrying around long, long boxes anymore Whenever I get the whenever I get the need to um, that desire to read comics because I go through I'm a bit of a like I can go through ages and then suddenly then I want to read some comics I just jump into Marvel Unlimited and just do it that way because just it's a great app yeah yeah mind you this was before Marvel Unlimited yeah. but now with Marvel Unlimited um, I'm I'm only buying like one or two comics a week that are the I want to read these right away and then the rest of them I'm waiting the six months for them to pop up on Marvel. Mm. Right, speaking of more Marvel, um, we have Kevin Feige uh, revealed some information on the series uh, coming to Disney+, Plus, giving us a bit of an idea of how long episodes are going to be and how many episodes are in each season. So, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to consist of six episodes that are 40 to 50 minutes apiece, um, which I think sounds about right. Uh, Loki and Moon Knight are going to be the same. They're all going to have those six episodes. Um, that's kind of what I was expecting to begin with. I think that's a, a good time. Episode lengths can change because, they've, as I've stated, Disney Plus gives them freedom to move around a bit, to play around with it. They, if, the, if it's running long, they can run long. If it's ended, they don't have to fill it. It's not like traditional television where they've got to fill in for a certain amount of time and add commercials and stuff so they can move it around. And then, as we know, WandaVision is nine 30-minute episodes. She-Hulk will be 10 30-minute episodes. Those are the five seasons that they kind of told about. We don't know about Hawkeye or anything like that, but I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was very very open of them. I thought that was good with Kevin Feige to be very open about what to expect. I think that sets expectations as well of, what to, of what's going to happen especially with WandaVision being maybe different to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But not six episodes, 40 to 50 minutes apiece for Loki and Falcon. That's bang on what I'd, I'd like. Um, as I said, um, I like the Mandalorian style of shorter seasons. And yeah, I think this is, I think this is good to get this out there. It's kind of interesting. I noticed as well uh, with myself for the ones where they, they said the, we have more shorter episodes. So we've got, you know, 10 episodes of She-Hulk, we have nine episodes of WandaVision, but they're only 30 minutes versus the ones where we have six episodes sitting in the 40 to 50 to 40 to 60 range. Like I expect the quality to be higher on the shorter uh, seasons that have longer episodes. So six, ep six episodes of Falcon 
at 40 to 60 minutes, I expect to be higher quality than nine episodes of WandaVision or 10 episodes of She-Hulk. And I don't have any like basis for that. I don't really know why. Yeah, so that's, your, that's, that's your old fashioned way of looking at television. Uh, except yeah. <laughs> spoilers, uh, kind of. No, that's exactly how it felt this week with WandaVision yeah. 1 and 2. Yes. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, well, the only thing is, if you think of it, like 10 30-minute episodes is, is five hours and six 50-minute well, episodes. But it's, it's, not, that's, yeah. it's not the total time that matters. Yeah. It's how you cut it up. And it mm. feels like 30-minute stories, even if you have more of them than they add up to the same, feel less substantial than a 40 to 60 minute story does. The big key thing here is, is how long are the minute, how long are the credits? Do they count the credits? <laughs> if we give you a 10 minute credit scene, um, we can get those episodes much longer. <laughs> Especially on Disney where they have every single translation uh, mm. or, or every dub credited in every single episode. I recognize that those are, are there's legal, legal yeah. reasons for that, but I remember watching those Disney shorts last year and they were like the shorts were three minutes and the credits were five minutes. And you're just like, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of discussion of it. And it's a bit, I, I find it a bit odd because of course everyone sat there and like, okay, well you can, sp- obviously you can speed it up. I think everyone was, everyone's expecting this, like the end scene credits. Like, yeah, but you, we haven't got to the end of the scene yet. We've still, um, and it's like, it's just one of those situations of like, you've got the fast forward option, just, you know, it's, they have to do it. Um, the thing is, as well, a lot of if you think back to like sitcoms and stuff, they a lot of the TV shows that you know they they whiz through the credits, just whizzing along the screen at the bottom as fast as they can to try and squeeze as much into that half an hour, twenty two minutes as they can. Um, I remember that the the hyper speed kind of like scrolling bar on the side. It it gets me on the BBC when they do it on the movies because they do it on all the pretty much on all they do they have the music going but the the, the credits are going so fast and going that's not the normal speed because <laughs> it's like we're not having five minutes of credits so we need to move on. Um, so there was also some information out this week of again on the Moon Knight series. Oscar Isaac has kind of been effectively confirmed, but not officially confirmed. Not that Marvel seemed to do that very much anyway. Um, also, Ethan Hawke is going to be um, apparently starring as the villain. Filming is set to begin in March. There's a big thing this week of kind of Captain America coming back, and Chris Evans in discussions to come back for um, uh, future appearances, maybe not necessarily as full movies, but little bits and pieces. That came out, obviously did the rounds. He then put up a tweet and said, like, oh, news to me, of which everyone then's like, going, it's, it's fake, it's fake. It's like a... Yeah, but Marvel, it's like, and I hate to say, but we've seen this so many times in the last like six months of the news gets out and actors and stuff kind of keeps denying it, denying it. And then it turns out to be true. Um, All it's, this isn't just, this this news didn't just come off of a random site. It came off like deadline. You know, they were, they were pretty, um, they must've had sources, but they wouldn't have just ran that story. Um, So, and I don't think it probably helped as well. I think it, like came out like in the middle of like the Wonder Vision launch party, so I don't think one of them might have been too happy with that. But yeah, I as much as Chris Evans denied it, um, if he's, it's kind of one of those things of we've seen. I mean, that the the girl that was playing She Hulk, she was denying she was in it for m- months, and then oh, she's in it. It's like, why did you? What what was 
I don't know. But so Chris Evans, I'd be, you know, if he doesn't return, I, I fully accept that. But also there was a little bit of part because he could just be coming back for like cameos and, you know, old man cameos. I, that was my take on it. it. This is not more than likely. Yeah. Well, we're going to do Captain America four, the adventures yeah. of the adventures of him in time with, with yeah. uh, um, agent Carter or something like that. No, this is, we're going to throw a brief cameo in. maybe we'll do mm. a, a flashback scene or we'll do a, Something like where Loki transformed into him in Dark Ages, something like yeah. that. I mean, there's nothing like, oh, we could be in, in Doctor Strange. Please don't put any more people into Doctor Strange too. It's like, we, we, we've got too much as it is. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of rumors around that. Chris Evans has kind of come out, but, uh, but then of course you could take it the other way. Chris Evans could be like, oh, I didn't actually mean that. I wasn't referring to that. Because it, it, you, you can also have plenty of actors who will be like, oh yeah, if I had the opportunity, I would go back and play that character again, just like to placate people and then yeah. have absolutely no. Might as, well, might as well mention it. Um, yeah. Liam Neeson got asked That's, about yeah. quite John Jin. He pretty much said, yeah, I'd love to do it again. Because it's like, obviously we all run with it. It's like, it could be in a flashback scene or something like that. Why not? I mean, we're bringing back Hayden Christian as Darth Vader. So why not? You know, good. You know, he, he and he had a, did a voiceover thing in Rise of Skywalker. So, and I believe he also did a voiceover in Clone Wars uh, yeah. during one of those arcs as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he you know he can turn up and he can be like, "You're taking my my daughter." <laughs> Wrong universe, but you never know. <laughs> that's 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 the only part he could play, isn't it? Someone's stolen somebody and he's got to go and kick some butt to go collect. Well, sometimes he's trapped on a commuter plane. Sometimes he's trapped on a train. You know, there's variety there. Uh, sometimes he's trapped on a plane that crashes in Alaska and he gets chased by wolves for an hour. All right. I don't know. He's, he's like, I used to like them, but I got to the point where I'm like, I need this getting very, very samey. You know what? If it works for him, if he's drawing a paycheck, doing it more, more to him. But there's yeah. definitely been that um, he found a... A, a niche for himself and he's been playing mm. uh, he did have that role in uh, clash of the titans which ended up being fairly interesting at least the th- it's thing is, is it's funny back because you think back to like the 80s and 90s and and hero now actors used to get pigeonholed you know this it happened to? well yeah i mean yeah, there's a lot more uh, actors are much more aware of it that they don't want to be so they do, they take a lot more parts to not be stereotyped but it's, in the when when I was growing up, you know, Bruce Willis starred as Bruce. Bruce Willis was just, you know, if you were Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, yeah. When they did the comedy thing, it was like that was a a breakout moment because you never saw them in anything other than they're just standardized roles. Yeah, no, you've got Bruce Willis in Die Hard, Bruce Willis in Not Die Hard, Bruce Willis yeah. in Not Die Hard Two, and so on. I mean, I think it depends on the actor too. Some actors definitely do not want to get pigeonholed. They don't want to get typecast. Mm. And then there are other actors who are like, if I play the same role in everything, I just keep getting roles because I can always be uh, a yeah. generic bad guy henchman number two or whatever. Yeah, it is. It is. It is kind of interesting to see how that works out. Um, it's funny actually. We watched Tenant last night, and um, uh, what's this? Oh, I completely just drawn a blank on his name now. Um, no, the uh, in- Kenneth Branagh. So Kenneth Branagh oh, yeah, turns yeah. up in it, right? And he's doing this full-on like um, Russian accent. And I'm like, did he die? Like, no, he's not dead. <laughs> this is like, he's actually done. He's moved on. He does lots of stuff. But he, you know, he's an actor. You know, he obviously he, he does so many different roles and stuff that he couldn't. And he was just like one of those things of going, yeah, he jumps around a lot and 
instantly do it. And same with um, Robert Patterson. You can see him jumping around and doing different kinds of it. Like nowadays, you know, you, even the even someone like The Rock isn't try, is trying to make sure that he's not just, I am not just a action hero. Which is funny because he does try to break out and do other things. The Rock in this case. Mm. He does try and do other things, but he does always fall back on the, the occasional everyman superhero that used to be the Arnold Schwarzenegger role. Yeah. And a lot um, of comedy as well. But generally, you can see him. He does, you know, you can see all these actors and stuff. You know, just, again, growing up, you kind of knew that if you if you get your John Claude Van Damme's, your Steven Seagal's, your, your Bruce Willis, your Steven, your Sly Stallone, your Arnold Schwarzenegger, you knew what you were getting. You just put that picture on the poster and you knew what you were getting. That's not like that anymore. You An actor could do anything, maybe other than Tom Cruise. <laughs> he would just stand there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He He's... He's carved out a kind of good niche for himself with the yeah. uh, the Mission Impossibles, but then he also does stuff like Edge of Tomorrow or um, was it no Live, different. Die, Repeat, whatever the yeah. other name for it was, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, it, yeah, even he kind of breaks out and does other things every once in a while, but he is pretty much known for the Mission Impossible and being the guy that's like, it's I want to be... It's, I wanna, I'm, I'm 60 and I want a 20-year-old co-actress to to have some um, scenes with that's kind of I, I'm just going to put that out there I really just dislike Tom Cruise it's just one of <laughs> he's one of those time. actors that's just like every time I watch him it's like it's like does he ever play a different character other than I mean, that one movie where he put some prosthetic on um, to be a bad guy it's like I, it's just my one thing with Tom Cruise. He's, he's my one actor that I just don't get what everyone like sees. He, he was the best part of Tropic Thunder, and that's actually saying quite a bit because that was yeah. a really good movie. I will say it doesn't seem like he's acting anymore. It definitely seems like he's like, what can I get people to pay me to do that I want to do anyway? I want to jump out of a plane. All right, let's get them <laughs> to do that. I want, I want to scale the outside of a building. All right, let's go and do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's the same on his adventure holidays if we get to film it. Right, moving on from there, we got a lot of information come through on a lot of streaming data and stuff, um, like Nelson. Uh, first off, The Mandalorian finally hit the number one streaming show uh, for the finale back in December. Be out, just slightly edged out the office. And it was the first time that Disney Plus has ever hit the top of the streaming chart since um, it started back in um, August. It's always been Netflix. Netflix Netflix still had the number nine out of the ten, but it beat it. It beat, uh, and I'm expecting next week will probably be the same with Soul. Um, but this has been this kind of thing of like, and when The Office disappears as well, because that's gone over to Peacock. But I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of this. I mean, I'm expecting Disney Plus to pretty much be in that list weekly now you know with one division all these different series dropping in but it's kind of a big thing for 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 that for hitting it also soul was the number one movie turned to some data as well that came through more people watched that than anything else um i think mandalorian and, and soul f- for december were like twice the amount of people watched it then according to anything on netflix so there's some really big numbers coming in also some details of the whole year were revealed as well um of the top 10 movies of 2020 in terms of how many minutes were watched um literally seven out of the 10 were on disney plus and there's also very noticed well we've got like frozen 2 is number one moana and then it was secret life of pets 2 onward Dr. Zeus is the Grinch on Netflix, 
Hamilton, Spencer uh, Confidential on Netflix, Aladdin, the 2019 version, Toy Story 4 and Zootopia. Just again, you look at the trending charts, they are just in there every pretty much week. But Disney dominated the movies. I think it's fascinating that they're all kids' movies except for Hamilton. And I don't know what Spencer Confidential is. To be honest, I have no idea what that is. It's entirely possible. It's a mature mature movie, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that it's probably a kid's movie. Let's let's look at uh, and Spencer Confidential. Um, let's see what we've got. Oh no, it is it is in the movie. It is it is our oh, it's um it's a Mark Wahlberg comedy movie. Oh, huh. uh, okay. is yeah. Oh, I, I can't. I would yeah. never have guessed that. In a thousand <laughs> no. years. No, but well, that one did well. Um, yeah, but definitely kids just watching over and over again. It's like the power of Disney Plus. Put your kid in front of a screen and just make them watch Frozen over and over and over again. I mean, you, you've got to get those songs stuck in your head forever, and not yeah. just your head, in your dad's head too. Well, it's like I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I, I can't joke. I mean, I see, I do all my editing and stuff, and I've, I've got um, a playlist of Disney guitar hits. So it's just like them playing the songs with the guitar. Because it's like soothing stuff just while I'm doing my editing, while I'm concentrating on my voice. But just something in the back. It's like, yeah, I, I end up sitting there just listening to like Disney um, instrumental versions. <laughs> so I can't say it. Kind of the the podcast version of method acting, I suppose. <laughs> it's just, just kind of just, I don't know. Just Because if it's, the thing is, I find if there's singing, it distracts me while I'm editing. So I found that. Mm. Just, so... So that was that was my thing. So yeah, so Disney dominated. Whereas when we talk streaming um, series, uh, Netflix dominated. It was only The Mandalorian in the top ten, and Netflix completely dominated on the series side. Um, Ozark, Lucifer, The Crown, Tiger King, at The Mandalorian, The Umbrella Academy, Great Great, The Great British Baking Show, The Boss Baby, Back in Business, Longmire, and You. So again, Netflix just dominating that that series lineup because they had some great. I mean, Lucifer we watched, The Crown we watched, Tiger King, uh, The Umbrella Academy we watched, The Great British Bake Off. Um, I did try Ozark. I didn't really get into that one. I think my wife watched You. So yeah, it's um, there's lots of stuff there, but I think that's where Disney needed to pick it up. I think 2021 is going to be a very different year on that list. Yeah, you look back at 2020 and you go. Are there any other series that came out in 2020 that would make sense to be on that list other than The Mandalorian? You're like, nah. no, not really. There, there's there's no snubs on this list. It makes sense. Nah. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was the only one that didn't was um, maybe I maybe thought The Queen's Gambit might have been a bit higher. But maybe I was actually surprised that that was lower on that list. Um, I think, and also, yes, yeah, so it's just just as a whole, really. I mean, there's lots of data coming out, but. Disney Plus had a very good year. Um, it's definitely, it's kind of interesting as well. It's, like, it's the one, I mean, we look at the, the chart and they're going, Disney's finally beat this. Like, they did beat they did beat Netflix, but they did have, out of nine, out, out of the top ten, Netflix had nine. Let's not, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I might spin it a little bit along the lines of Disney Plus is doing great, but it's like, Netflix is still completely dominating. <laughs> um, They've been in the business longer. Yeah. They know what works. They have the metrics. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the Marvel shows mm. affect that list this coming yes. year. Yes, I think it's. I think they will. I think it's going to be a very different list at the end of the year. So let me just think. I think that was. I mean, there, there was so much news. So let's jump. Um, let's talk now um, about what we've been watching. 
um, on Disney Plus. So I just briefly bring up, I did watch the Disney Insider episode yesterday because I figured like, it's been a while since I watched that series. And they did Earth to Ned, a little bit on High Republic, kind of explaining what that all is and about making of the Animal Kingdom show. And I was like, this, I kind of watched it and went, you know what? I actually think this is, this is a good, this is something that's good for Disney Plus. It's like, it makes complete sense for Disney to do it. It hypes up all the other stuff they're doing. Now they're getting back into the filming thing. Like, I am in some way like, yeah, this show has got something to it that is is a good choice. But um, when it, when it's yeah. not disrupted by by the yeah. um, by all the scheduling getting screwed yeah. up, it actually makes sense. If it can come out and do things that are topical and timely, yeah, it's a good show. Mm. <laughs> the problem with it last year was like. Yep, we're doing a special on a show that we just pushed back six months. Mm. You know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm sat there I really should watch that because it's like I don't, I mean, I haven't seen an episode since like the Artemis Fowl one, like last May, and it was like, a, yeah, just give it, a, give it a whirl. So yeah, that that was on there. Of course, this where we had one uh, division. So um, anything else you want to mention? So I I caught up on some some older items. I've actually been watching through Big Hero Six season two and Ducktales season two. Um, I have not watched them yet, but I want to watch both Isle of Dogs and Mary Poppins Returns, which mm-hmm. uh, popped on this week. Uh, so I'll catch them this weekend. It is a, a long weekend here in the States for, mm. for a lot of people. So good time to catch yeah, up on some Yeah, things. and I want to watch uh, Mary Poppins Returns. We're going to be doing, um, uh, me and Jeremy are going to do a review on that one for a video in February. So I need to watch that one. Um, I'm going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the newest episode. I'm going to watch that one today, um, this morning after we finished recording. But let's talk now WandaVision. So we had two episodes dropped. So what was your initial ref- thoughts on this episode? And uh, let's just be honest here. I mean, we might, we, we are going to talk spoilers, but in all honesty, I, it, it didn't There's really not much to spoil. There wasn't really anything to spoil. So um, just be aware if you haven't watched it already, um, but I don't really know what we could spoil. I think the, I won't say what they are, but the two things that we could spoil, you can guess from the nature, from the trailers. Uh, you would not be surprised to find out about them. But if it's, if it's in the trailer, I don't even consider that a spoiler. It's, it's not yeah. in the trailer. It goes along with the, uh, the tone of the trailers. And I'm not going to go any deeper than that, but mm. it's the, it's normally the last like, 30 seconds of each episode oh. that you don't know well, the specifics, have, but yeah. you will not be surprised to have them to see them. Now. Yeah. Well, there's a whole other question I want to add at the end for that one. Well, we'll, but, uh, we'll come back yeah. to that. Um, um, yeah, initial so reaction. If this, if we had only got the first episode, I would have been mad that that first episode while fun laid out like almost nothing story-wise. It, it was a fun uh, spoof of 1950 ish, uh, mm. Yeah. Classic television, uh, maybe kind of like the I Love Lucy era. Yeah. And it was fun in that regards. But w- aside from a few small little things, like the the toaster commercial had a bit in yeah. it and, and a few other setting up, you know, things are weird. Uh, yeah. Like um, it, it wasn't until the second episode where I was kind of getting, all right, we're starting to move along. We're starting to get going with this. Yeah. So I've, I kind of had... I, I got to it, and I remember getting about halfway through episode two and going, "Okay, can we move this along?" I know mm. they were doing the 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 the, the magic act. I'm going. I'm I'm actually getting bored now. Um, this is just dragging. Um, it's not. It's like I think the novelty factor had started to wear off after watching the two episodes of going back to back. I'm going, yeah, this is just filler. I'm 
I wasn't really feeling it. Um, that was the one scene where I was, oh, I'm getting this, this, the whole like being it black and white, I've got no problem with, but there's, and it's been funny because we've had this in the, in the, in the, in our chat a little bit of, I grew up where things like the monsters and Adam's family and I think the hillbillies used to be on TV in black and white when I was a kid and used to watch yeah. it because these were days when we only had four channels and if you didn't, you know, it was that or the news, you know, those were your choice, you know, so we did wish to watch Adam's family and the monsters we used to watch them all the time in black and white. So I can't, as much as we did have tel- color and I even had a black and white television that was my, my mum and dad's first TV, you know, back when TVs would last 20 to 30 years and they, they you never threw a television away because it never died. <laughs> and so I used, so I, that feeling of like watching stuff in black and white takes me back to being a kid but it's it's like oh yeah the nostalgia it's like well, it's not nostalgia like i hated it when i was a kid so it, it didn't bring back good memories it was like this is this was and then there's like you know i think like yeah, you eventually get used to it but i think an hour of it was a bit like okay um and i love i love the pop of the color i mean that, that works so well when that happens but there was that kind of feeling of going I mean, I remember we were watching, my wife came in and goes, are you watching this? Beep. <laughs> and, you know, we saw some, you know, she saw some clips on the one show when they were promoting the show and she said, that looks awful. And I can't help but feel like how many casual fans are going to watch this and go, what is this rubbish? Yeah. This isn't what they wanted. This isn't the MCU. This isn't Marvel. I know where they were going for and there's, there's been a lot of discussion in our Facebook group of people being disappointed a lot of people then going, hey, it's great, all these little tones. Like, yeah, but you, you shouldn't have to sit for an hour to, for a few Easter eggs. That's, that's a little bit. And you shouldn't have to go onto YouTube to have the Easter eggs explained to you either. No. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be in that situation if they even bother to, be, to notice yeah. that there were Easter eggs at all. Um, I grew up with the Nick at Night era. So we, I grew up watching Bewitched and yeah. Get Smart and stuff like that. And Yeah, that one. And several... <laughs> For those of you who are only listening, he was doing the, the nose twitch from Bewitched. Um, some of those were in black and white. Some of them were in color. I have no problem watching black and white. Uh, and it was kind of nice with the, the occasional pop, like the, the toaster I was talking about. It had that red blinking light. And you're just like, yeah, what's going on with this red blinking light thing? But that was like the only part of the first episode where you're getting that something yeah. is wrong vibe other than of course them not being able to figure out what the special occasion was and when were we married where were we married etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah they got started. Like no, yeah no knowledge of anything you know, yeah that and that, you know, that started to go but it even at yeah. that point we were 20 minutes into the first episode yeah. like you kind of have to lay the something is wrong groundwork faster and earlier and you have to draw people into what the mystery is and i don't think even with both episodes mm. they haven't quite gotten to the point where you're like i want to see this mystery i want to i want to see them unravel the mystery and i want to find out what's going on it was a little better in the second episode but it is it's taken a little while to get there I can see why they dropped the two episodes. I can see why they needed to do that because I think we needed to, we've kind of left the, uh, we've left the second episode with that kind of overarching feeling and going, you know, I want to know what happens next week. I'm, I, I'm sold. Um, but I didn't, I was not, it wasn't like, Oh my God, this is the greatest TV show of all time. This is, you know, it's like, I was like, this is weird. I'm never probably going to watch this episode ever again. Um, I, I found, 
we'll never watch the first episode again. Not because it was bad or anything, but that entire dinner sequence, I had a really hard time sitting through. It is, I think it's just, it's like I said, it, I get what they were doing. And in some ways, it's this kind of thing of like, it's something they could never have done in the movies because it would have been too long. You know, you can't squeeze in. And it would have been like a two minute montage and it wouldn't have had the effect. Because there is this kind of feeling of after an hour being in that zone, you're starting to go, oh, something's not right. So they're pulling something out. And they really edged on it on that second season, which helped, I think, set the story. I just felt like the whole thing with the musical act was like, what was the point of it? It didn't move. It was just them messing about. And it was, I'd, it was, and also, I don't know. It was just one of those things. That was the one thing for me. And then the whole thing of him having chewing gum and it making him drunk and yeah just that like, was, well that i i mean that's traditional sitcom 60s 70s comedy yeah. gag obviously they didn't have him be drunk but I, i'm pretty sure that uh somebody coming home drunk uh and being stupid was a pretty common i remember yeah. uh one of the yeah. most famous i love lucy bits is her getting steadily drunk on that yeah. vita whatever it was i admittedly it was a hilarious sequence but you know that that's a yeah a, a standard routine so that makes sense. Obviously, they couldn't have him drinking because he's vision. Yeah. So they had to do the gum thing, which was odd. Eh, I mean, if only Ultron had known, if he just gave him some chewing gum, he could have defeated him. Oh, yeah. Super easy, <laughs> but he... <laughs> you know, big blast, you know, Thanos coming in to destroy him. No, here's some peppermint chewing gum. <laughs> to be fair, it's not exactly where the tactical mind is going to go uh, in how to defeat vision. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I know the animation isn't like supposed to be literal. It's supposed to be yeah. a, you know, a silly representation. I'm like, why would you have a direct path to the gears anyway? Yeah. It's- I, I, I mean, the thing is, it's like this whole thing of like, you know, whether or not, because vision kind of, I keep counting this thing of going, vision doesn't feel like it, he feels like he's there rather than he doesn't feel like a character has been made up for, a, you know, like, I know she's made up these, these characters, well, that's what we're thinking anyway. But there's this kind of feeling of going, he, when they did the scene of him in the office talking to his boss, he was aware that something went wrong. Which is, it wasn't like the other characters which are all playing along. I don't know, that, I don't know where it's going to go, well, but and, it was like... And the fact that he had a sequence in the, the, um, in the office where Wanda was not present at all suggests yeah. a certain level of autonomy. Um, not sure where they're going with it yet. And this is another one of those things uh, where this kind of leads into where there are probably things happening in these two episodes that we're not really aware yeah. of that will be important later, but we just don't know it yet. Uh, and while I appreciate that, I actually like that quite a bit, assuming that's ends mm-hmm. up being the case at the same time, you still need to have things to move people along uh, in uh, these particular episodes. I mean, this is that one bit where that's, um, sword agent comes out the drain and then Wonder Vision she, re- she reverses time or reverses the tape and it was a bit like oh okay that was a bit that was that kind of thing of going oh that you know you weren't expecting I wasn't expecting her to just reverse the tape or were they or was the person controlling it reversing it but it felt like Wonder was in control of that yeah if we go with the traditional view of her powers um she could definitely do it could be her messing with reality yeah. and just kind of rewinding it leaving it kind of ambiguous at the moment i would have preferred if that had been something they'd done in the first episode because that was a major hook point yeah. that was a major like oh what is going on here i need to need to know more about that and if that and had been point- in the first episode 
I think it would have carried into the second episode quite nicely. Also, the the radio kind of going wonder, right. wonder, you know that kind of because this is the other thing as well that gets me. It's like I know they're trying to build up this character that's going to be on Captain Marvel two. I'm like, well, where would Vision of like where would Scarlet Witch come into contact with her? It's like I don't know, just straight. And I mean, Angus was so annoying, but that's being done on purpose. You know, that's the that kind is, of, yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be the typical annoying neighbor, nosy, sticks yeah. her her face into everything. Um, she will be if they follow Wanda's uh, comic history. She will be an extremely important character going forward, mm. not just for this series, but possibly into. Yeah, the see, I'm, as well. see, I'm coming. I'm coming into this completely blank because I didn't I do know, any. That's why I, I, didn't do, that. I didn't do any revisions. Therefore, um, to me at the minute, she is what we've seen is all I know. So I don't know. I know that you know that kind of thing. You're going, There's something going on here. It's like we don't know who the villain is. We don't know what's going on. Um, you know, it's like sword being introduced. We don't know what that is um, for most of us. I know that, and there's been talks of a spin-off series and a whole host of bits and pieces going on with all of this. But I kind of got to the end of it, and it's like there's so much there, and there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it. But the delivery method, I'm there going, um, yeah, I, I, I. It's a kind of weird thing. There, when it when it has the good moments, they're generally really good moments. Like um, they're having that pseudo PTA meeting. I know it, they're not actually parents, so they're having that meeting where Wanda's first meeting um, all the other women, and they have that for the kids, for yeah. the kids moment. Uh, you know, very much out of hot yeah. fuzz or, or something like that. And you yeah. can like, wait, what the heck was that about? That was that was like really weird. That was really weird, and this is clearly significant, but we don't know why yet. But it needed more moments like that because everything in between is kind of like, can can we speed this up just a little bit, please? So I didn't mind the scene with her with the with the other because there was, you had that radio going, and there was she was distracted, and there was this kind of thing. So it's not right here, and the woman like stop talking because you're not supposed to talk to her, and you know there's there, there was. I, it was just kind of weird. I just felt that second episode in some way went a little bit longer than it probably sh- it needed to have been. But the well, thing is, when we get out, I think this is why they showed um, all three, like they showed three episodes to a lot of, and I think that third episode might really help boost us along because everyone raving about it. It's like, well, we haven't seen that. Like that's, that's, I mean, there's a lot of discussion. You know, this is the whole point of these water cooler drop episode, uh, sorry, dropping those episodes one at a time to kind of build this. This is what we want. We want people talking all week about what's going on. Where is this going? What's happening? You know, you can build it up as you get, rather than, because when I was having this discussion with Casey from what's on Netflix on Twitter, it was like, you know, the whole, ne- could you imagine they dropped the whole season yesterday and we're like, all, we're all trying to scramble, trying to get through the season as fast as we possibly can um, without, and it's like, I much prefer this system. Yeah. Um, and I think, Having not seen the third episode, obviously, there's a lot of indications at the end of the second episode that things are about to get very interesting. You know, Mm. we've got the transition from black and white to color. We now have that knowledge that Wanda is at some level aware of what's going on. We don't know how much she knows, but she has some sort of hand in it. And Vision seems to be kind of breaking out of it too, just a little bit. So it does feel like Having done these two episodes, we are now moving into the actual meat of the story. And maybe that's what episode three is, where everything just starts to unravel in a, yeah. in interesting and entertaining ways. Well, we're going to go for the 70s and the 80s. So I don't know if they're going to, if that's going to be part of it. I don't know. It's very, 
it's the only thing I think as well is like we are essentially we've started off phase four of Marvel with this, and we've have had a Marvel drought since Spider Man Far From Home. And, I, and there is that kind of thing of like, we've been waiting like 500 days for something for Marvel, and then we got an I Love Lucy episode. And it was just like going, this is just bonkers. And I appreciate the bonkers. And it's that kind of weird thing of like going, I, I get what you do, but it's still stupid. <laughs> and it's just like, you're like, like okay, we, I, I can't, Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been, you know, and, you know, we would have had by now. We should have had Black Widow, Falcon, and Eternals. We should have had three things to fill in that gap. So therefore, WandaVision would have been the fourth entrance in it. So therefore, I think we would have been coming into it not starved of content. And they're like, oh, this is just crazy. And it's built that anticipation up even more so than normal. And WandaVision's kind of coming in as really weird. And how many casual fans are just going to be like, what the hell was this rubbish? But this is also kind of what I was talking about earlier with the whole 30 minute versus 40 to yeah. 60 minute thing in the 30 minute show. I'm not expecting, you know, big fight scenes. I'm not expecting, you know, the big CGI budget stuff. Obviously there's a bit going on here, but not much. Whereas if we were going to talk about Falcon and the winter soldier, I'm expecting action set pieces, world travel, you know, uh, some big budget action in the vein of like Mandalorian that we had going on. Uh, and neither this show nor She-Hulk do I have that kind of expectation going into it. Now, that's not a bad thing. Mm. That's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just simply a thing, and it's the expectations I have. Yeah. And I think Paul Bettany said that, that the One Division show has actually got more visual effects than Endgame. And it's like, yeah, but if you're counting him just going, hey! <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, like... No. <laughs> Oh. The, the the bar for what is a special effects shot is <laughs> is a little bit low on this one. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 just a, it's just a spoon on a, on a on a piece of string. <laughs> I mean, and okay, you go to the Mandalorian. Do you count everything that's done in the volume as a special yeah. effects shot? You know, yeah, it kind of the same deal. Mm. Um, but obviously, we also don't know what's coming. And if if Wanda's powers get involved and we start kind of building towards Doctor Strange in the multiverse there could be some really weird special effects mm. down the road. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just basing that on the nature of her powers. That I, don't... I mean, I don't know what it's been like over in the US, but over here, commercials are running on television on the main channels. They are. You know, they've been on all the chat shows talking about it. You know, there's buses with adverts on. The radio station has got adverts going on it. It's like this is full-blown, just promote, promote, promote. And he's sitting there going, wow, I mean, how many people have tuned in for this and been like, what the heck is going on? Will they come back? Or will it be one of those things of, oh, you didn't like it? No, you need to go back and watch it. Please go back, you know, and like, I'm just really glad they did do that second episode to kind of, because I think that would have been a struggle. It would have been a struggle to kind of, and I'm just, um, this kind of, it's obviously we have these like spoiler embargoes on social media kind of till Monday, till Disney release. But it did, because, we were there going right we're gonna to have to do this and kind of got to the end and i'm like i don't what can we spoil it didn't really feel like there was much you could talk about there's a person in the radio yeah that's literally it i don't know it's um i think we'll have more of it as we go along but obviously we got another seven weeks of episodes to go so we still got another um which is great 
And then I'm just like, yeah, we got, we got Marvel every, like eight o'clock. I was sat there and then I was like, dog wanted, wanted to go out. And I'm like, seven o'clock, right, get up, <laughs> get ready. Eight o'clock, it's going live. Make sure everything, you know, five past eight, you know, like check. Yeah, everyone's got what they're supposed to post those stories and then sit down and watch WandaVision. I didn't check into Instagram or Facebook. It's like I didn't go online at all until after I watched, watched those two episodes, which is the, kind of the advantage obviously um, with the time that it goes up here in the UK. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an interesting series. And I, I did a written review. I did give it a four out of five. I, at one point I was, I did actually type it. It was like three, 3.5, four, 3.5. I was dimming and ahhing of like, like, I was really like, it's like, I'm going, you know, when people are going like, 10 out of 10. No, it was nowhere near that. <laughs> Maybe with the third episode, but we don't yeah. know yet. Um, no. It was a solid 3.5 out of 5 for me, or a 7 out of 10, depending yeah. on how you want to do your counting. Um, and I will reiterate what I said before. Mm. These two episodes by themselves, not particularly great. Not bad, not particularly mm. great. I am hoping uh, that what we're really looking at here is now that we've got the the setup done and the 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 laying of the something's wrong plot that we'll now put our foot on the gas and then and we're just going to go to crazy town in the next yeah. uh, seven weeks here it's like i think there's been a few shows where i'll be like oh yeah we stopped watching it and someone goes oh no if when by the time we get to the third season it gets really good yeah but i don't have to sit through 60 hours of television beforehand <laughs> before it gets good no if it doesn't get you in the first hour, that's the kind of the trick for me. And I'm like, this was bordering on that hour and going, I know what's coming. So I'm willing to, willing to give it. And I think the trailer has been smart enough to hint at that, the kind of show, you know, when you, you show her flying around and I'm sure we'll start getting trailers building up kind of, you know, we'll start probably getting a lot more trailers now of the eighties or the seventies kind of, they can keep doing this with these episodes. We're going to see a very different, marketing scheme i think to the mandalorian which kind of kept everything secret in some ways they need to reveal a little bit more with one division to keep the general public kind of engaged yeah kind of uh hey, hey we know that the first two episodes were really just nostalgia trips for <laughs> yeah. for the black and white era but look there's some there's some things coming here in the near future and you are going to want to be here on this ride um, it'll be interesting to see how many people they're able to convince with that or how much it becomes, as you said, a word of mouth thing where you're like, no, no, I, I understand you only watched the first two episodes, but you really need to keep going with this after, you mm. know, five or six episodes have dropped. Mm. I can definitely point to, to some series in the past where uh, Breaking Bad actually is a good one for me, whereas like I dropped it uh, halfway through the first season, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and people started talking about it and, and, by the time it ended, people were just like, you have to go through and watch this again. And honestly, if I had been watching it every week, I would never have made it through. But we, 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 did, we did that with Breaking Bad. We did like half this first season and gave up. I, to be honest, I did it with the Game of Thrones. I watched the first season and never came back. Um, you know, and that's the thing with these kind of shows. But ultimately, we'd love to know what you thought of this episode of WandaVision. Um, let us know in the comments below. And we can go check us out over at What's On disneyplus.com you can find us on the youtube platforms you can find us on our facebook group over 150 odd thousand members so you're happy to join in the discussion over there you can also help support us through patreon or youtube channel memberships and on that note guys thank you very much for watching we'll see you guys soon laters later, later.